Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Dixie Cochran, here with Matthew Dawkins. Hello. Eddie Webb. Hello. And special guest, Rich Thomas. Hello. Hello. We're being very authoritative today. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so we figured as it is the new year, we should do a little bit of a retrospective on last year and looking forward to what we're doing this year. Uh, so that'll be lots of things to cover over the course of the next hour or so. But that said, how are you all doing? Oh, well, that's a shock. Uh, yes, absolutely fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that question was what, out of left yeah. field. Yes, what, what, what do you want from me? Why are you being so kind? <laughs> uh, I just figured, you know, we should check back in beginning of the year, you know. Yeah, all right, all right. I was uh, running a game until 1am last night because that's what we do in this industry. For Ooh. some of us. Uh, but, you know, uh, that hasn't broken my stride at all. Uh, I am, I'm in fight, fighting fettle, I think is what they say. Fine fighting fettle. Yes. Isn't that one of the dogs in Pugmire? Fettles? Yeah, well, I'm guessing that's where the uh, terminology comes from. I am a it. fighting fettle. Yes, yes. I started it all, went back in time to copyright it, and then... And if, <laughs> if you could, you would. We know how you are. <laughs> That's what you would do if you could travel back in time. All the things, all the things would change. It would be copywriting the word fettle. So if you were like recently escaped from imprisonment, would you be a fine fighting fettle in fetters? Oh. I, I think if you escaped, you'd be a fugitive. Ooh, a fugitive. You'd have to stay fit, fetters. wouldn't you? You'd have to stay f- fit to be a fighting fettle. In yeah. fetters. Yeah, so, so, somewhere Stanley's grinning at our, <laughs> at our, our, our alliteration. No, I was just asking. I have a lovely cup of tea here. I know Eddie's been doing a bunch of stuff recently. That I check in with people. All right. So, hey, the whole tea thing. What? What, we, what about the tea thing? Yeah, you know, we've recently moved to a new part of of Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. um, there is a wonderful, gigantic Asian market not far from where we are. Ooh. And we wander. We just wander through it. We just wander through it just to see the the food stuffs from all over the world that you just don't normally see. And mm-hmm. recently got into teas that don't contain tea. They're still called teas. What you mean, like 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 herbals? Because those aren't teas. So just so hot they, water. So like they start with the idea. Like I think the same ideas as herbals, um, but like. Um, Lisa really, really likes this grain tea, which is a, a bunch of grains. Yeah, I have a toasted barley tea that's really good. All right. And I've got a honey with, it's mostly honey with chopped up lemon and lemon flavor in it. And you can also get it with ginger. Uh, where she basically you put a spoonful in and you pour hot water in and it dissipates throughout the hot water and it gives you a drink that is called tea as and i guess in the sense of infused water with something you know you've been... all all that sounds like to me the like honey lemon water is the thing they used to make us drink when we were doing musical theater <laughs> to make sure our voices were okay just hot, yeah, I mean, hot lemon water it's really good um but uh it's just it's just not you know i mean i, I was exp- they, they do have all kinds of other other actual traditional tea leaf teas uh in, in a, in a adjoining section it was just fascinated by and they're from all over they're like all over the world they're not just mm-hmm. uh, from one country that just went nah no we don't want tea leaves we want this i have to um, say I, i'm appalled 
<laughs> you always have to. Uh, the, this, the, the, uh, this is not why the British Empire conquered a third of the globe. Uh, well, I guess you didn't the, the, do it well enough because people aren't following through. Well, no, we conquered we uh, conquered the globe uh, for <laughs> white Jesus Christian Christ. British exceptionalism, but also <laughs> for for tea. Well, what's this infusing hot water with a flavor nonsense? It's like corn. Yeah, well, maybe, not, maybe not. I'm anti-vegetarian by any means, but maybe I, this was an attempt to break the East Indian Tea Company. I mean. I will point out that we do, America does have a history of, of throwing tea into the water and saying fuck it. So. Yeah, we are bad about tea. Like we're not a, not a good tea country. Yes, but they didn't go on to call the Boston Harbor. Well, that's tea, I guess. <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> Get your cups down there and have some. For a brief period of time, the Boston Harbor was in fact tea. Yes, because right, it was a warm day. Tea Harbor. So if Boston had also thrown in the the tapioca in after the tea then it would have had briefly been boba tea too yeah oh, boba, boba harbor how how <laughs> history could have changed course there and i then. know harboba Har-boba. i'm just i'm, I'm workshopping it's fine it's fine <laughs> good it's job early, it's early for you for, for it, it is early for me i'm not usually uh talking at this hour or, or, and yeah, this, this 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 hour by the way listeners is 9 a.m i'm just a late sleeper usually <laughs> It's okay, Dixie. I'm with you. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's weird for me to be communicating at this time. Usually, I'm just grunting and uh, and stumbling around the house and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reading the internet. Going, damn it! Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's 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 my morning too. Usually, uh, that that's said, my whole day. Usually, but whatever. <laughs> just stumbling around the house, <laughs> grunting and being mad at the internet. Yes, that's that's pretty much my career. That sounds I think. pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's accurate. Uh, <laughs> um, that said, though, we have put out a lot of things in the past year. Because not not yeah. only was it our tenth anniversary, but we also managed to kind of undo some of the log jams that we were having from COVID. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about just overall how you feel the last year went, Rich? Yeah, not really. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you're no, you're, so- you're you're such a great interview subject. Just yes. <laughs> and, uh, some people are going to, I have actually another interview I'm working on right now. Somebody, somebody wants me to talk to them. I don't know why, but, uh, and they're, they're about to, to regret their decision, I think. But, um, <laughs> so yeah. So, so what I really loved about the whole year, but I mean, there were the things behind the scenes, like you were mentioning, but there was also that we were able to celebrate, uh, 10 years of being around, being in existence that this, um, leap of faith you know the, the wandering along the dark path um metaphor uh has has led us to some really awesome places and last year we were able to celebrate that and that was really cool and it was every month was it was a, another game line we were focusing on to celebrate it and um i know it made things a little simplify things for for y'all for the for the year of you know what do we what do we want to talk about this one? well you know we're celebrating this oh we better we should probably talk about that at least once on the pathcast um and most of the times you go you, you went all, all, all out for all different kinds of things with actual plays and deep dives and everything and then um you know we were doing sales and we were doing other celebrations and things we'd, we'd uh, focus in on something give some you know background to one of the game lines that maybe people didn't know about how it was made or how we you know, whatever. It was just a really fun 
retrospective thing. And below the, the that surface, we were able to then pay a lot of attention to getting a lot of projects um, moving forward. And, and we re rearranged a bit on how uh, we do uh, a bunch of our processes. Um, mm-hmm. You all, the three of you all got, uh, got took, took upon yourselves new titles and, uh, and they were good. And, uh, and, and we went forth across the world and <laughs> did whatever you do when you do that. But anyway, uh, non-biblical uh, thinking, uh, what really we, we were able to move forward uh, a lot of the things that had been sort of jammed up, not necessarily from any single reason, just mm-hmm. because of trying to put the pieces back together after um, you know, a couple of years of, of COVID. And we're still, you know, we keep saying this, and, and I know it's it's kind of like beating a, a dead, a, a, I guess, a horse that died of COVID. Um, Poor we, horse. Yeah, we um, are still doing the ramifications and, and the repercussions of the stuff that went on with that. Um, we had, I think, three paper price hikes last yeah. year from from our major printers. Um, they they weren't doing that because they were making you know the, oh we got to make increase our profit margin we'll just tell them that it went up that's the way it really is um, supplies and things like that are still tough to get so uh, but we think we've we've stabilized that and uh, and you know some of that was was, was hard work on the part of myself and, uh, and mike cheney and uh, working with our various uh, vendors to try to make things a little smoother and some of it was the, the what we're seeing now across the industry of Oh, we're over some of that stuff. Now it's time to start making some changes. And uh, that's across, I think it's across a lot of industries, a lot of consolidation, a lot of uh, factoring where it is you want to go and what you're trying to do. I think a mm-hmm. lot of that came out of the, the, the necessities of the, the pandemic. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very strange new, new world, but you keep the, here at the beginning of 2023, I think we've had, several major announcements uh, in our little bailiwick of, of uh, mm-hmm. our, business, our business and our friends who are in the business. So, you know, um, it's, it seems to be a time for, for adaption and change. Yeah. It's definitely better to adapt than uh, get something thrown back in your face if you do it wrong. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things going on in the industry right, right now, as, as Rich just said. And I know that we talked a little bit about that on the podcast in the past. Is there anything specifically that you or Eddie wanted to talk about with that? That's a leading line. <laughs> I, I wonder what open door that is. I'll, I'll cede that to Eddie. No, everything's fine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, um, I think obviously uh, January kind of started off with a bit of a bang for us. Um, with uh, rumored changes about the open game license in 2023. And mm-hmm. at the time of recording this, we still don't know what's going to be in that. Uh, but um, it did lead to some interesting conversations internally. And I'll be honest, even when we did our episode last week, I was yelling, I was like, here's the new changes. It's going to be different from D&D. We're trying new things. That's always been what I've wanted to do with Pugmire. Uh, but it makes sense to kind of maybe take that to its natural next step and just kind of 
push that along the trail a little bit more. Like your dog's almost out the door. It's kind of just nudge him in the butt a little bit to step over the threshold, <laughs> if you will. I'm just picturing a really chubby pug. You're like, go, go. Yeah, yeah he, now it's he, cold he, outside. This is the thing. I think uh, some of the, some of the stuff. I mean, some of the time during the pandemic, we were just somnambulant. We were just you know running running around in in our quarantine homes. Um, just going, what the hell's going to happen? And wrapping ourselves in blankets and staring at the old, you know, just streaming stuff. And but mm-hmm. a lot of times, those time periods, uh, uh, your your creative mind is not, it's it's not going away. It's just under there, and it's and it's still functioning. It's still it's still churning and working on stuff and if you've ever had a tough time in your life and, and then it's done and then you go to you continue to have anxiety dreams or things like that after the fact that's because that's still still churning in your head it's still working mm-hmm. its way through and so i think the creativity is the same way so we have had a rush of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, for, in the last what i guess now you know we can say three years four years of i need to be creative but everything's going the hell in a handbasket out here so like really can't as much but inside it's all rolling along and now we're seeing the fruit of all that stuff the idea that we would make a system for using uh 20-siders and other types of polyhedron dice um not copyright polyhedron uh is 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 something that has been bouncing around in our, our in our consciousness uh, for a while some of it came out of pugmire one some of it came pre-pugmire one but it really started to come together uh when we came into the into the now we're working on things again mode after you know post post the, the pandemic and that provided us with a lot of you know insight into you know we can do this this and this and i think um that was a that was an open door for Eddie to take Pugmire to where he he really has wanted it to be all along. Yeah, because um, uh, so like days and times, for example, uh, late twenty twenty one is when I actually sent Rich the outline for Pugmire, and I remember there's a big old section mm-hmm. of like Rich here's a whole bunch of rule changes, and I'm pretty sure Rich is like cool. I just kind of skip right over that. Um, What's a but, rule? Right. Yeah. It's like it, it's not a pretty picture. You can't read it. I understand. <laughs> um but uh that's something that i know right up front i was like uh, yeah this is uh gonna be something that's gonna be easy to convert from first edition to this new edition um and again i talked about that so i'm not going to reiterate all that but there's something that's been in the online long before any of this was even a whisper um and then after that conversation rich was like hey if we're making so many changes can we turn this into another house system uh because you know uh, one thing we noticed, and this is before, again, before all this stuff, but like we had originally done a bunch of Scarlet stuff for Pathfinder 1, and then Pathfinder 2 came out, and it's like, well, now we have a whole bunch of Pathfinder 1 books we can't really use anymore. So it's like, let's can it maybe get out of that cycle a little bit. Hey, you're, you're exactly right where, where a lot of the impetus for that came from, is the awareness that no matter how much we liked a particular system or how maybe it would be connecting with people who who only play a particular system, at the end of the day for us, it's a restrictor. It's a, it's a, a risk. And mm-hmm. so the more we thought about it, the better the idea of why not have you know two 
systems that are effect, that are ours that are Onyx Paths. You know, mm-hmm. we have we have Story Path uh, for the dice pool systems that we we enjoy so much. And why not have a, a one that is, is equivalent to the many, 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 many kinds of uh, 20-sided uh, systems that are out there? And so mm-hmm. that's, that's really where we, where we went in the course of, of making uh, Realms of Pugmar, Pugmar 2, uh, P2 as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I've tried to stop him, but there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know mercy or pity or fear. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, no, no. I certainly do. I know all those things. I'm not Steve Wick. So, um, that's a little little old white wolf uh, joke in there. But I got that reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so I think it's it's just it's it's. I don't, know, I don't know. Is it a weird coincidence? Is it is it a level of inevitability to the to how we're seeing things and how other people in the industry are seeing things that you know this uh, this brouhaha with the OGL comes out just as you know right after we announced the the Kickstarter and everything that was going to be coming up for for Pugmire, uh mm-hmm. second edition. And I think it's important that uh, I'm not speaking kind of as business partner, not so much as Onyx Path person, but uh, both Pugsteady and Onyx Path we've always been pretty good about not making snap business decisions because these these properties matter to us, right? And we don't want to be knee-jerking into a bad decision that ultimately hurts anything. For me, Pugmire, for Onyx Path, Trinity. Right, yeah. I'm trying to avoid the word brand, but that's it, what it is. Um, and so, yeah, when this first came down, I obviously, I initially was, was concerned. Um, and then I was like, hey, guys, what should we do about this? And Rich was like, you know, we're going to keep doing this. And then we started talking through. Um, so initially, it was like, we'll just wait and see. That was originally our plan. But the more we started talking, Rich and I, the more it was like, honestly, we don't even really need this. Yeah. It, it, like you said, mm-hmm. it was it's, it's a coincidence, it's weird timing, but it was already where we were going. It's just at the moment, we couldn't necessarily see that. But then once we started, we was like, yeah, really, let's just kind of take the next step and just make this this completely ours yeah i was picturing you know as as you say eddie i only see think in in pictures and i was very picturing the dog is pretty much out of the room and it's just the tail end just just you see the tail's just still going flapping as it's not quite out of the room and now we're just going to (laughs) take a couple more steps get that tail out of there and and you know that's it we're done we're good and and the dog's wagging his tail because it's nervous and, and 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 i get that we're all nervous about this but you know honestly like i said it's happy we're not doing this because it's the, oh, no, someone on Twitter leaked a thing, and so we have to change everything. That's not what this is about at all. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, – I think that's one of the things that, you know, again, because of the, 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 the really just bizarre timing. And there's other bizarre timing things that are happening. And, again, I think it's all because a lot of stuff was held back or people just simply couldn't move forward with things, either mentally or yeah. uh, or, or because of the circumstances of, of the other industries that we deal with. And now it's all starting to come about. Bing, 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 bing. And people are making moves to new jobs and, and, and the companies are starting up and companies are going away. And it's just, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So um, it's. 23 promises to be a pretty, a pretty interesting year for us. It's going to be mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh, realms of pugmire is just the beginning uh we have of course also the world below that we've announced which will be mm-hmm. having its crowdfunding uh, campaign sometime during the year and 
and I know that uh, we're very excited about that. Matthew is uh, continuing to hone it in that yes. develop, developmental way that we do it. Text is written, but there's always room for a tweak here and a tweak there, and a oh, we could put these two things together, sort of moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a member of the union of uh, explorers and excavators, in fact, it's the explorers and excavators collective in the world below. It's the union of cartographers and stratigraphers as a different guild. But as one of those guilders might polish a rock to a magnificent shine, that's the plan. Wait, those the explorers and excavators coalition. A collective, collective, and then the other one was the. They uh, the, the other they, one is a union. So yeah, but I think that the acronyms for those are like Eek and Ook. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, if they if they both go falling down the chasm at the same time, it can make for very entertaining noises as they try and introduce themselves to people they're falling past. But uh, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a member of Eek. That was Eek. Uh, oh, he eeked all the way yeah. down that hole. They came from classified as bleeding into the world below at this point. They're all agents of Eek. <laughs> uh, but oh, no, is, that, is that the one that's ruled by the, the ultra-intelligent gorilla? <laughs> we do need more ultra-intelligent gorillas, don't we? In the world. Our, yeah. our real world, we need more. Yeah, well... <laughs> this we, whole AI thing is passe. I want ultra-intelligent gorillas to be making art and... Yeah, we shot the last one, unfortunately. But the uh, yeah, the world below is uh, coming on great guns. We'll be talking about that a lot more, of course, later this year. Uh, but right now, my main objective is, uh, I guess, making the setting as full as possible without, I guess, restricting it uh, too much. It's finding that balance of, of making an inviting world but not making it a prescriptive world. Right. And uh, speaking of Realms of Pugmire, I think this is something, well, we spoke about this in last week's episode as well, but it's something Eddie did incredibly well uh, with both editions uh, of Pugmire and is something we often played around with, of course, in the difference between World of Darkness and Chronicles of Darkness. And so, yeah, having to tackle this on a, I guess, fantasy plane for the first time, for me, is is quite interesting. Because like many people, some of my first role-playing experiences were with these sort of deep campaign settings like the Forgotten Realms and mm-hmm. Planescape and Ravenloft and so on. And each of those has differing levels of depth to them. You know, Planescape has its own language. Ravenloft is pretty vague, to be honest, in comparison to the other two. So yeah, finding well, the, yeah, I mean, the, 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 in that one, the the individual realms within the the mist are the are the, the key ingredients, right? I mean, yeah, uh, but but ultimately, the biggest amount of information is about uh, um, Strahd and and all of his doings. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, figuring all of that out is a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's by no means an arduous challenge. It's um, it's been a very fun one to to work my way through. But I, I think I, th- uh, I think a lot me, of people are going to enjoy it. Let me let me raise this because I think this is part of what we're we as a we as a company are dealing with and and, and trying to find the right 
path through, if you will, um, is that, you know, we have a traditional way of, of, of creating these things in a, in a pretty traditional way of, of putting this material out. I mean, we have been on top of, you know, the moving forward on VTT and we've been moving and we were one of the first companies to jump in on with offering PDFs back in the day and, and mm -hmm. Onyx has continued that. And it's just, you know, generally we have, adopted uh, a lot of the uh, practices as they've proven themselves uh, but at the end of the day a lot of what we do when we create a new a new game is to say okay what's going to go in this book yeah and how much world are we going to present uh, you know and, and it's interesting because we you know different games had different needs for that um, even when we look at doing the the new version of scion um, the original version of Scion was very, very light on the actual world itself. Scion um, Second Edition, I was, I was convinced by a bunch of our, our developers that they really needed to have a, a set world that they could build out a little bit and, and have fun with. Um, and I'm not, I'm not against that concept, and I don't think we did that poorly in creating the world for Scion. Um, but it is different than the wide open space that Scion First Edition had, and I think that's a that, that's a struggle that we have to think about whenever we create a new game: is how much info is too much, how much intimidates newcomers or, or casual players with its depth, and how do you create something that is both fun and immediate for people to play while still providing the world building uh, and, and the depth of information that a lot of us really enjoy. Uh, I still do when I pick up a new role-playing game. Um, I'm interested in, you know, what is the story they're telling me about this world and about what I can do in this world. Um, story, and, and it's not just with fiction. It's not just with setting information. Mm -hmm. It's also how the rules are put together and how, how are those presented and what do they expect me to be doing by, by providing me with these rules. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot that goes into that. And, um, and we want to be accessible. We want people to be able to pick this up and not have to, like we say about science, we don't want people to have to have PhDs in comparative religion or, or, you know, um, sociology and mythology or anything like that. We want people with a casual interest in it to go. Oh, I'm really into. I'm really into mm -hmm. Egyptian mythology. Woo, yeah, this is cool. And they're really not that deep into it. They just really enjoy it. They love the the, the, the visuals and they love the ideas of the particular pantheon the, uh, members and the, and, the, and the myths. So you want to have. You don't want to isolate a game into into just a single kind of. Uh, enjoyment. You want to make it open for a lot of people to access it in a lot of different ways, and that's. I think that 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 range has widened with all the different ways, all the different kind of media that we can now put things into to present a world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of talks about that. We have a lot of discussions as we as we come up with these things. So I'm not, you know, I'm not telling people, uh, the, the the gang here things they don't know or, or anything like that. This is more kind of just throwing that out there so people listening listening understand what we go through yeah anytime that we talk about making a a new game especially like one of the very first questions is so what do you do 
because um, it's really easy to imagine a world, but what do the characters do in that world? And that's that's where things like rules and interactions come from. Um, so yeah, that is that is an important question to ask if you ever want to make your own game. What are people going to do? Well, it's a, it's a question that comes up a lot in the world below. Uh, not in a negative sense of, well, this is interesting, but what the hell do I do with it? <laughs> it's uh, it, it, much like uh, Rich was saying, uh, in a way, it's a question of structure. Uh, the way we have written the world below is in a in a fashion like, I guess, a traditional RPG, for want of a better term. Uh, but that doesn't have to be how it's presented. And we need to figure out, and this is where layout comes in, um, uh, mm -hmm. Rich and I and, and Mike, I'm sure, will be having chats about this kind of thing. Of, let, let's say we want someone's first sort of onboarding experience with the world below to be, you are a pack of adventurers and they needs to find some gold or... And that's basically your objective. Uh, you have, And the first thing you've got to do is find out from some miners where the nearest gold seam is. Then you've got to navigate to it. Then you've got to mine it. Then you've got to bring it back to your settlement. Sounds very simple on the face of it, but a game can be that simple. Of course, there'll be threats. There'll be obstacles. There'll be hazards. There'll be NPCs. There'll be the usual stuff you encounter in an RPG. Now, you can expand all of that, of course, to start encompassing elements of the setting of the world below. So you're not just subterranean, permanently subterranean miners, uh, you can start looking at the different settlements, the different peoples, the different religions, the different uh, elements of the world below. And it's up to us as designers to figure out at what point do you start introducing that material to the reader? Uh, again, much as Dixie and Rich were saying, at what point is that, I guess, obstructive? Uh, to the reader um, because, whoa, this feels like too much setting. I just want to play a game where I'm killing monsters underground uh, and at which point is it inviting uh, because people want to play a game where they're doing more than just killing monsters underground. And, yeah, yeah we, we've got to figure that out, but uh, again, it's not a frustrating challenge at all. It's oh, nice it's, Yeah, it's nice to have all of this material and then figure out in a sense, it's the the order in which it should be presented mm -hmm. to to invite the more most players to play. And and because we're functioning in that way, and, and actually aware of that as we go into it, it's a different process than the traditional t uh, tabletop RPG processes that we've used over the years. In that we generally had a a setting and a rule set that was already in existence, so we could riff off of that we could do a new edition change it up uh you know change scion from uh, uh whichever storyteller variant it was working off of uh, its first edition to story uh telling uh you know what again whatever it was to that first edition i just can't remember which where it was in the grand tradition of the old white wolf systems and move that to story path and allow it to have the kind of gaming experiences that we wanted to have back then but the system didn't let have happen mm. that's why you know you get you get to, they used to say you know if you got to the point where you were about to go into demigod you were also about to start breaking the system so you know <laughs> it, it was not going to hold up uh, uh because it was never designed for that kind mm -hmm. of 
activity. And StoryPath is a lot wider and gives a lot more room for that. And I think what people are going to find is once StoryPath Ultra um, is something people can look at, play around with, and, and really uh, try out, that we've, we've sort of taken where we were going with StoryPath and fine-tuned it, increased the stuff that we that we wanted to see um, played up uh, because it gives so much it gives so much value to when you're sitting at the table and, and, and want to make those game play decisions um, while not being in the way of the kind of stories that you want to tell when you pick up a particular game. Um, I was going to say that uh, uh, the looking at looking at when you're reading a game book, uh, if you're reading it in order to find out how can I play this game, that's a different way to read it than if you're reading it to enjoy and just to just you know dive into the 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 world that they've created. And I, I recently had that with a couple, just again because I got a lot of Kickstarter rewards all in the same month because everybody mm-hmm. started to get their shipments out of China because the the various shipping things started to break up open and, and things started happening and stuff and so i got i think like four role-playing game books in the same week yeah i've seen a bunch of my friends posting pictures re- recently of like oh hey i got all my kickstarter rewards in the past month or so you know yeah yeah exactly and and with that i was able to sort of like dive into each one of them in succession and get a like whoa so this is what's happening this is this is sort of we don't call it state of the art but this is where like uh it's, it's almost like you know a, a a big injection of all of this and mm-hmm. i realized that you know there were books that i really loved reading the ideas behind the world like um uh i really liked um our friend ryan vernier's blackbirds had really interesting world set up and why are these uh, beings having these these incredible powers uh because the world tree's been destroyed and before it died it sent out all these energy if you will or or, or some some they 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 call them you know that they were seeds or they were blackbirds because basically all of this this uh, energy from the world tree went out and infused different different beings around the world and that gave them this disability um that was really wild um i thought that was really clever so um trying to then read it as a as as a reader that's one thing and then trying to read it as a player like you know and they did a pretty good job of keeping that stuff but it was it was it was a relatively traditional setup for the book Mm -hmm. too um but i liked i liked that you know those those elements stood out and made it really a really fun read, and I think that the uh, there's there were a couple others where they hit it the other they hit one of them hit it really well with the rules, and then the world stuff was just um, why are you telling me this? Like, this is, <laughs> stop! <laughs> you're you're going way too arcane. This was a story at one point. You've turned it into this book, right? Like that's that's what this is, because um, it's just way too much information. And other ones, I was just like, come on, tell me a little bit more. I mean, I, I get it. I get the rules part. Tell me the. I don't know where to put them in this world now because the world is so sparse. So yeah, it it really is a difficult balance to to strike when you're working on a book like that. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's why I, I wanted to bring that up and, and talk about it because we've had a, Matthew, and especially as Matthew was saying, now we're moving into the layout phase. And I think that's something that, um, well, not 
actual layout, but thinking of how we're going to do layout, and um, that's something that I don't think uh, I don't think people think about very much mm-hmm. uh, with how we do it. In that we had a certain responsibility to, with a lot of the, the the licenses that we've taken. You know, all the World of Darkness, all the Chronicles, and all the uh, Exalted ones of a certain maintenance of look and feel. Uh, you don't want to go way out in left field with somebody else's property, um, and and particularly when it's when it's based off of you know, it's the, you know we do a second edition of, of Chronicles of Darkness. We made very small changes on every one of those covers, mm-hmm. just to put a couple of changes in there. But we really didn't want to like get on a whole new cover uh, motif going for it because it was a second edition of a of a game line that we effectively didn't own and we didn't want to go too far uh we went a lot farther with exalted third editions um layout and 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 how the information was presented because that was a large part of the of the pitch for why we were doing a third edition and um uh, uh ccp and paradox uh you know were were good with us going in those directions um because we felt we really needed to, to, to freshen up the look of uh, Exalted. So people responded to that. Some people responded negatively because you expect that if you make the – that's why you don't make those major changes. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're starting fresh with a new game line, you get the opportunity to make some, some choices on how you want to proceed with it. And a couple of our things – I mean, I think Pugmire is one of them, but to a lesser extent. But like Cavaliers – Rose really wanted me to do it because she wanted the feeling of those those fantasy things that, that we had done back in the day with the, the die 20 and, and mm-hmm. you know, that that was what she was talking to me about and that was why she wanted me to do it so i was like i could do this well could you do it like you did back in when you did the ravenloft lay, layout for whatever ravenloft fourth edition or whatever it was okay um so there's a there, what we can do isn't what we necessarily have done, um, and I think you can see that very clearly when um, we were given how V five was was designed and laid out mm-hmm. for for creating our supplements to V five like Chicago by Night and uh, Cults of the Blood Gods and all the, the, the books that came out of those, and took the basic lays, layout and I think. Uh, Mike Cheney did a brilliant job in uh, taking those things and and basically cleaning them up and making them more legible and and and, uh, and a better read all the way around, um, while not losing the flavor and the, and the freshness of the of the design. So, what mm-hmm. we're going to be able to do with new with new game lines, it's going to be a question of what we're trying to achieve with the with the lines. But uh, I think I think there's a brand new sort of visual day coming for a lot of the stuff that, that we'll be coming out with next year yeah no i'm excited to switch up the aesthetics on some things and play with new new ones that's just fun for me i'm a very visual person um so we were gonna do a look forward and a look back we have done a lot of looking forward is there anything else you want to talk about about the upcoming year before we talk about a few things that we put out this year um i mean i i, I will say that i'm i'm very proud of our of our teams 
Um, again, a lot of people are still coming off of, of echoes and repercussions from all the crazy stuff that had gone on the last couple of years. And uh, this was 2022 was the year that we said, let's get this stuff back on track. And in fact, we got the stuff back on track. And that didn't happen with one person. It didn't happen with seven people. It happened with everybody pulling together. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if one of our creators had to beg off, back out, um, people picked up the slack people supported them it was it was a very it was a great um example of what you can do with it with a a really large group of people many of whom are freelancers who don't really know each other that well and Mm -hmm. and and pull things together and then of course internally we had you know uh, the same sort of challenges and all of all of our crew uh, you know what we call the uh, the monday meeting crew uh, rose and, and met those challenges in, it, it was never the same challenge twice. <laughs> so, right. um, <laughs> but, but it was again, more reverberation from the last couple of years than it was necessarily, um, some brand new bolt of lightning. Now in uh, 2023, the bolts of lightning are starting to fall. So we'll see, see what the, <laughs> if our system is, is still well set up to deal with that. Um, but no, so, I mean, that's, that was to me the, the whole thing for, it was truly a celebration of, of uh, what we had built for 10 years and, uh, and, and felt really good. I mean, seeing and, and, and dumb, dumb stuff like the entire, season of mst3k that we sponsored ran in 2022 and seeing uh every um every new experiment uh come up and there was an ad for uh, for they came from beneath the sea and each and every one of them was was really very cool um it's uh it, it just sort of again played up the idea that yeah you know look at this we're in here we're, we're creating Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the important thing. We still have that feeling that we're creating. We're not just, you know, in an assembly line chunking this stuff out. And at the same time, we're also touching other media and other places that we hadn't touched before, which is very, very cool. Yeah, no, it was it was very exciting seeing our stuff on MST3K um, as a longtime fan. So, right. how, we'll how see is that? The, Sorry, we'll see. Ahead. We'll see where that goes. We don't. We don't have. The, they're finishing up their. Uh, spot, you know, the, the, the sponsorship time is mm-hmm. done, I think, at the end of February. Um, we're still talking about what could happen in the future uh, with those guys. It may be nothing at all. And we just go, man, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, you know, it may, it may, it, we may continue on. We may find another way to be engaged with them. And so, you know, it's it's neat. They're a very, very good group of people and incredibly creative. And so, you know, we kind of relate to that. And uh, and they make us laugh, which we really relate to. So, yeah, especially the past we had a game about making fun of old movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it really was a perfect pairing, both mm-hmm. uh, in terms of well, both in terms of presentation, and we were just for uh, and the fact that these things came along at the time that they did. Yep. Um, you know, uh, an MST3K revival while they came from was being released uh, because beyond the grave only came out last year so the general mm-hmm. public it's strange to think that because of how weird time has been yeah uh, but it was uh, early last year that beyond the grave came out and and it completely befuddles my mind that beyond the grave and camp murder lake were both released in the same year 
Uh, I know. And yet somehow they mm-hmm. were. <laughs> well, it's because our our so like we we have adapted to and uh, and we're still looking at fine tuning this, but we, you know we've adapted to the concept of crowdfunding as a as a, a relatively far out leader to putting out these games and, and these game worlds. So people are getting pretty much full texts of a game that's not going to show up for a year to two years later. Um, and whether that's the absolute best business model to be in, I, I have no idea. I just know that it's worked out pretty well for us so far. And like I say, we're, we're trying to tighten that stuff up a little bit so that it's not necessarily um, the full two years after the Kickstarter. But then that means that you were probably working on it for at least a year before we went to Kickstarter. So, yeah, the the sense of I worked on this, we got it out, now it's selling, woohoo, is been chunk, you know, pulled very, very far, uh, in, extended out, so that uh, it's not the same kind of experience. And I, I don't, it's maybe for us, it's not as intense an experience, and we have to wear a lot of hats in the sense of of I did this a couple of years ago on this book. Now I've got to go back in and do something else that relates to that. And mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to now put on my, they came from hat when I was wearing my world below hat, which is of course a miner's helmet. And, uh, <laughs> and they came from a hat is Ma- Matthew's captain's hat, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess it would be an insects, uh, insect shell miner's helmet. Right. With a candle, like a, you know, cobalt and world of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, or like a pickle halb with the candle uh, right on mm-hmm. top, just slowly melting down. Yep. The the miners that have all the wax uh, in their beards and <laughs> and in their eyes. It's it's a horrible. Yeah. It's a horribly flawed design, honestly. They but, just turn uh, but, into yeah, walking candles. But that's how you can tell that they're they're you know uh, uh, actively working miners. <laughs> So when you go to find out where the where the uh, the gold ore is, you go to the miners and uh, and there's all these wax encrusted. Yeah, <laughs> you, you look you look for the ones who are crusty in attitude and appearance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got a little wax in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, they probably chew it in place of things like tobacco. There we go. Look, we're creating a setting. I need to, I need to... <laughs> That's how this this whole process works. It's mostly yeah. just bullshitting until we, we write wax it down. Chewers. Well, I mean, that's how and they, they flavor from it. books come about. Right. Because of the various winds of, of, of the underground currents of, of stuff coming off, different flavors of wax, depending on where you're mining, occur and they trade it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... We should have you... Rich on our next pitch of game episode. Our next, like, five-minute pitches episode. Yeah, but it'll turn into an hour for each one, so... <laughs> and we'll end up publishing the damn things. Hang on, yeah, that... the world below was on one of those. Yes, yeah, so, so, so <laughs> <laughs> the original idea did indeed come out of one of those. I think. Yeah. I mean, that is the thing that you're talking about, like going back and working on projects that we've looked at before. Um, you know, I, I was, I'm, I'm still very proud of my work on Anima, but when I was doing the jump starts, I kept having to go back and reference my own work. And I was right. like, did I write that? I guess I must have. It's mm. in the book. I, I have that daily, Dixie. So. Mm-hmm. No, same. What did I send? What? And then, like, I'll read an old blog post to find out something, and I'll go, hey, that was actually pretty well written. What the? That couldn't have been me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so no, we had a, a really fun year with our 10 year anniversary. Obviously, we had the sales every single month, um, which worked out perfectly because we had that number of game lines. <laughs> yeah. um, and we also had six successful little Kickstarters, which is really exciting for us. Well, not, not Kickstarters, crowdfunding projects, because um, right. some of them were not on Kickstarter. But um, very, very happy with getting two Exalted ones out this past year. That was pretty amazing, and uh, kudos to the team and to the people uh, working with the team, including yourself, mm-hmm. Tixie, um, that uh, that that was even possible. Um, getting Exalted up to speed and 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 back to putting stuff together uh, in a in a timely manner has been a, a major initiative. It's still in the process, and we're still working on that. Um, I think, uh, you know, with uh, with everything that happened, we've we've said we're getting exalted back up on on track, and every single time something has come along and <laughs> derailed that. And so this this last year was great because that didn't happen per se. There was a there's a some some stops and starts, but mostly there's a momentum that's built up that's continuing on, and and, and we fully expect to have a Kickstarter. Uh, for exalted next year as well, and I say again, Kickstarter crowdfunding, whatever, whatever the necessity is, we now have. Uh, we think uh, uh, you know we've got Kickstarter, uh, we've got crowdfunding by backer kit, um, which we did as we're, we did we did a beta thing with them, and they're still in beta, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're going to be doing another one uh, coming up in, in the beginning of, the, of you know. Somewhere in the first part of, of 2023, um, because it worked out really well and it was it was a positive experience all around. And they learned things, we learned things. The whole you know the whole beta concept. Yeah, James and, seemed to like it too. Yeah, and it was it was uh, it was he had a, a good level of communication with the backer kit folks. So mm-hmm. I think even some of his suggestions are going forward with what they've been working on as they put in features. So um, that's always a nice thing. Um, you know, back in the day when we worked with, one of the reasons we, we did all of our layout and design um, stuff, the software was called PageMaker. And it was because we mm-hmm. actually had somebody over at PageMaker who, was, who knew we were, we, we were one of the, we were actively creating every single week. Our crew was working in their software mm-hmm. and they saw that as a, a chance to, you know, we were basically demoing it and so when we would have problems, we would reach out to them directly and say, hey, we, why is this doing? And they would come around with workarounds and, and fix it up. So we actually, uh, we did not adopt Quark, which was another layout program that came on the scene and everybody loved because PageMaker was so reflexive with us that it, it was just better. And then, you know, everything, uh, they, they moved, uh, changed that into InDesign, but um, boom, you know, uh, and, uh, and have continued on that's the program that we, we use now. So when you have that kind of relationship with a company that is providing you with the thing that you do the thing with, it's, it, 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 it and when you can say, Hey, can you fix this thing? And they go and they, they say, yeah, that, that's actually something a couple other people have said about. So we're going to get to that and boom, boom, boom. And next thing, the next iteration comes out and the very problem that you were having is solved. That's a good reason to keep working with those folks. Um, so mm-hmm, totally. we're going to, we're going to see what else we can do with backer kit in the, uh, in the years to come, hopefully. And then of course we also have Indiegogo, which, uh, you know, is, it kind of does its own thing, but is a, is a very valid, um, 
crowdfunding area it's 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 different um and it's like i say it's got it's got its own things that it does but uh but it has some some real strengths as well so we it's nice to have some variety we don't necessarily want to ever put all of our eggs in one basket i think that that's that's been a one of the guiding philosophies of onyx path since the beginning um it's why we don't just put stuff in the bookstores, but we do put stuff in the stores. It's why we don't just put everything up on drive-through. Um, it's why we do PDFs and we do PODs and we have physical books and we have BTT because it's any any single one of these these venues can fall apart um, for a variety of reasons. It's uh, all all of the people that we knew who went to China to get things printed and then had to wait for three years before this stuff could even get to them. Um, you know, a lot of companies just got by and a bunch of companies failed when their Kickstarters, they couldn't fulfill them because the pricing went up as high as it did because of, yeah. of doing that. Um, we've always, we always try to have multiple options in play um, with all of our sourcing. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out. There's, there's a, you lose a couple of vendors just at the moment that your chief vendor decides they're going to do something that you don't want to do. And you're like, okay, now we got, we've got to scramble. Um, but that's, that's kind of the way that goes. And mm-hmm. we've, we, we've had, a, we've, we've kind of laid low. Um, I will tell people here that, uh, one of the things that we were looking at is to come back with some of the fun things that we've done in Kickstarters in the past. And, uh, we think, and I, this is, this is the, the advanced news on this, but we think that we have a, uh, partner that we could work with to create dice again. Um, which would be so like that's the number one ask that people want from kickstarters i swear to god is is custom dice so we're we're still hammering that out we're still getting the details on that but it's looking very promising and uh, if we can we'll we'll include some kind of uh, dice in the pugmire uh, second edition kickstarter the realms of pugmire kickstarter Uh, Mm -hmm. we don't know what those will look like as yet because again like i say we're still working out i would prefer if we're going to do any dice in a kickstarter that we have mock-ups of what it's going to look like that are you know everybody agrees this is our this is our visual target um but that's all going to depend on how long it takes us to nail down details on this thing and if we actually can go through with it but if we can then obviously that's going to be a thing that we're going to try to put forth in at least the major uh launches of, of game line uh, things so world below dice all cracked blackened with uh, day glow numbers that's like like th- like like magma yeah that'd be like cool liquid hot magma oh my god we're not making awesome power references in 2023 are we <laughs> I, hope, I hope so because classified might come out this year and awesome <laughs> references will be uh <laughs> will be required by law so uh, in my opinion austin powers has reached the stage maybe not all the movies but certainly mm. the first one has reached the stage of perennial classic um i'm i still see tons of references to it and even my granddaughter at four years old likes to turn on austin powers because i think she loves the music yeah she likes it's a colorful movie the go-go intercession she just jumps up and starts doing the doing the dancing (laughs) so yeah so I, i i really do think that it's it has achieved a certain um maintaining status uh that uh, as a as a, a media icon mm. i can see that plus, plus I, I i just love 
to, to do the Dr. Evil voice because I understand it's actually Lorne Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> so Throw me did... a bone here, people. <laughs> we did a whole lot about looking forward and process and things like that. So we didn't do as much of a look back as I thought we were going to. That's totally fine. It's the podcast. We never stay on topic. But in, this last, in, in these last couple of minutes, I was going to ask, I will start with Matthew because I like putting Matthew on the spot. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, name a few things that you're most proud of from this past year, like either things that have released or crowdfunding projects or anything as far as just something from Onyx Path made you happy. Well, I mean, I would be lying to to not focus my attentions on they came from. Of course. Because for me, in many ways, it was a year of they came from. With, with Beyond the Grave coming out at the beginning of the year, Camp Murder Lake coming out in the middle of the year, us running a successful crowdfunding campaign for both Classified and Psychops's Cave last mm-hmm. year, and a whole slew of tasty bits uh, to add to the tasty bits from the year prior. Uh, mm-hmm. for they came from meant that yeah there is a lot of they came from out there uh it's it's funny because sometimes i will see people online or i'll um i'll receive a message or an email through my website that will say uh that someone might miss the sheer amount of productivity a company had in years gone by or the number of source books a game line has mm-hmm. that that kind of thing and i look at they came from and the sheer number of high quality products we put out uh, whether it's bestiaries player options uh, director mm-hmm. options new cinematics uh, hell we got rules for sub well uh, mar- maritime battles and with they came <laughs> from the danger zone coming we've got we will have rules for jet fighting battles <laughs> as well uh so being able to spend so much time with they came from game line and see so many people posting about it how much they're enjoying it is really a highlight for me when i look back on 2022 yeah and if you if you include things like the you know quips and cards and things we put out 13 uh, products for they came from last year yeah, and that yeah. that's a lot, and and of course we crowdfunded the you know a different one, and we started working on other ones, so there's a lot of they came from happening. It's very exciting. Also, it's just fun to have one of our you know lighter games that is still a horror game if you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, it's still. Uh, I still tell everyone you can play the serious or you can play it silly. Yeah, if you want to hear serious, listen to Red, Red Moon role playing. If you want to hear silly, uh, I've got some links for you because there's a lot of silly <laughs> ones. Well, I mean, yeah, I invite people to listen back to our. They came from Manos's Manos. Right, <laughs> you can't uh, get sillier than that. It, just it, it constant really... bloodshed on the part of Dixie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. It, I don't know whether it's the dumb thing to advertise your own game when you're running it, you know. But or, or to say this is a really good example, but I do think it showed how how easy it is when we ran that they came from game on the pathcast mm-hmm. um, to adapt a B movie classic, uh, whether good or bad, into they came from, and whether you do it as a prequel, a sequel, or just a version of the existing film, is so easy to do it, and mm-hmm. everyone had a lot of fun. Uh, it worked really perfectly as a one shot. So yeah, very happy with that. Totally. Uh, Eddie, what about you? Anything from this past year that's a highlight? Um, I mean, 
it, it's tempting to say Realms of Pugmire because wow, we're only talking about it now. We did spend the whole year working on it in 2022, um, and that was exciting. But also, something I don't think we talk a lot about is the Tasty Bit program, and I'm actually really proud you of stole mine no it's okay <laughs> yes well well I, I won't talk about your specific tasty bit but no i was talking about the tasty bit program you've stolen it no it's, it's fine go ahead fine fine no, you're in charge of it go 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 no um uh because it started off as hey we have some extra art can we put some small pdfs out and say that works back in 2021 to becoming i think a really interesting program in 2022 we, we put out some some really high quality stuff uh, um, and some really interesting stuff that I don't think we could have done in other formats. Like I don't think Scion High could have quite worked out mm -mm. the way it did. And now maybe that's something we expand on later. Um, a lot of the Trinity stuff that we ended up putting out um, is not getting rolled together into uh, the player's guide because we were just really happy with the quality of the stuff that came out and the response to it. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a good kind of laboratory of let's try some new things that we couldn't quite do in a bigger project but also a chance to really stretch our wings creatively what can, what can these game lines do can, you know can we do a retread of scions and the or scions of the modern day and what would mm -hmm. that look like um even if it's not part of the continuum proper per se it, it's still a can we play with this idea that the continuum has these little aberrant little bubbles of, of continuity and how can we put that out there um that kind of stuff is really exciting and a chance to give writers a wider brief than usual. Because usually our, our outlines are generally pretty locked down. We try to give the writers some creativity, but usually it's a lot of, I need you to hit this and hit this and hit this. And being able to say, here's 4,000 words. I need you to cover these three things, go, um, has been really, really interesting. Yeah, and, and, totally. and I think, uh, how about when you think about what, what the tasty bits are going to be like for 2023. Do you have anything you can say about that? Oh yeah, it's a good point. We haven't talked about that. Um, uh, because even though I'm even though I'm excited about what we did in 2022, I also think that we're kind of running out of steam. We've done it for two years, right? And I think we've kind of did all the things we do at the moment. Um, and one of the things that we've been really excited about over the past couple of years, as Rich talked about, the industry has changed seemingly every six months since 2020, and one of those has been VTT. So. We're always getting people saying, hey, we want more adventures, hey, we want more adventures, hey, we want more VTT support. So one of the things we're going to do for 2023 is every month we're going to put out a VTT map for a game and then give you some encounters to do on that map. And it's going to depend on the game and the map. Some maps are going to be like, this is the, uh, the, the climax of an adventure. And so this will be a short adventure with that map being the climax of it. And other ones are going to be, here's just a cool, some, some cool things that could happen on this map, and you can write adventures around them. Um, they're they're going to be a little more kind of grab bag. So again, it's going to be some exploration, some a chance for the writers to to play a little bit. But they're going to be writing around a map that is created before they started writing, which is going to be an interesting challenge, I think. And I'm really excited to see what the writers come up with. I've already seen the first couple mm -hmm. of months, uh, and they already look really really cool. So it's really more tasty maps. Taste, yes, they're, they're they're very tasty maps. Don't eat them because they're digital. But I mean, if you did print them out, maybe you could eat them. I don't know. Yeah, but they're mappy sure. bits. If we bits. printed them out on wax with different flavors. There you go. <laughs> All right. Chewy I, bits. <laughs> I know we have a hard stop time coming up pretty soon. So, Rich, if you want to have your highlight and also tell people where they can find you, talk to you about all this stuff. Gotcha. Um, so, well, just, you know, last year. So, to begin with, I don't 
it's just always retrospective is always difficult for me because I really don't as much as I'm in a, I'm a, a wash in nostalgia all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't actually on the on, on on the creation and the business end of things function looking back very much. Right. Uh, and and you know for for good or for bad, I like to move forward. I like to move to the next cool thing. Um, let's uh, let, and, and incorporate that into into our thinking and things like that. So it's tough for me to go back and, and take a look at that. And I think again, I, I touched a little bit on how proud and, and and happy I was with with the the anniversary stuff and with the way our people pulled together behind the scenes. Um, personally, last year had some some interesting highlights. We put out another Crossroads content. In this case, it was a, it was an adventure, and I did that adventure. I think around starting around this time last year, or maybe a mm-hmm. month from now, uh, sitting in a hotel room, rolling up the rooms randomly in the old random dungeon charts and stuff like that, and then got to play it with with, with you guys and and Travis and uh, and a, bunch, a couple other people, and it was fun, and and uh, and that was really neat, being able to VTT DM again, and and uh, it is something I'm hoping to do more. In, 2023 if i get a proper rig which i understand might be coming uh from some of my family members uh for my birthday. so i i hear it's a rumor i'm not sure about it and i don't want to put anybody on the spot but um uh, with with that kind of uh that was really really cool to, to to conceptualize and get out an adventure the old school adventure for my old school game the uh crossroads continent uh so that was really neat and also personally we, you, you talked about Camp Murder Lake and uh, they came from Beyond the Grave. And those were also projects that I did the layout for. Mm-hmm. And, and I got back into doing layout all of last year. Um, and that was really, really, it, it, and it continues to be really satisfying and really fun to be able to, to do. I can't do enormous numbers about, I can't do the, the, the old, uh, back when we did Die 20 back in the old days and I was uh, laying out, you know, three books simultaneously and getting out uh, at least a, a couple of books a month. That that pace is is not necessarily possible now. I, I can't do what Mike Cheney does, but helping out, make taking some of the load off of Mike, opening up some of these log gems. That was that was really personally doing that, stepping in and using my uh, my my uh, abilities, uh, what, what, whatever they are, uh, was really fantastic, and uh, and that was that was a lot of fun too. So that's another thing I'm looking forward to doing more of in 2023 as I continue to hone what we're doing with uh, with our layout stuff and, and moving to doing new kinds of, of life mm-hmm. as well. So. Very cool. And if you want to talk to you about any of this stuff, where would they do so? Uh, well, uh, email is richtea at theonyxpath.com. And a uh, really good place uh, is on the weekly Money Meeting Notes blog. Uh, we have a comment section, and uh, some people have, have taken to running an ongoing dialogue with me on there. And uh, you are all more than welcome to do the same thing. Uh, it's part of our website, so it's not a hard thing to find. Totally. Um, Matthew, what about you? What about me? Well, they can find me on MatthewDawkins.com. <laughs> I'm feeling punchy, clearly. Uh, they can find me on MatthewDawkins.com. They can find me on Twitter at DawkinsMP, and they can find me on the Onyx Path Discord, hanging around all the They Came From channels, like a greaser on a corner, uh, listening to a <laughs> hi-fi, waiting for you to uh, swing by in your hot rod so we can go to lover's lane or so it's a transistor radio you're listening to yeah yeah i think so i, I unless i'm some weird anachronism with a ghetto blaster 
Uh, but I look like I'm from the cast of Grease. I guess, hmm, interesting. That's almost, uh, what's it called? Break into Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. <laughs> electric Boogaloo. Eddie? Um, not that exciting, uh, but um, you can find me at pugstudy.com. Uh, you can find me on the OnyxPath Discord. And uh, next Tuesday, uh, Dixie will be asking me some questions on Twitch. So come check that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, yeah. I didn't say what I was most proud of. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. We did a ton of Trinity and Scion stuff this past year. And I'm very happy with all of it. Um, and I'm also happy that we got some of those Lingering Chronicles books that from, from Kickstarter out. So we got like Kith and Ken, all that stuff. Very happy. Exalta theme did great. I'm just happy overall. I'm a happy person. And you can find me pretty much everywhere at Dixie Cyanide. Um, I'm also obviously on the Discord with everybody else hanging out. I will not be greasy like Matthew, but I will be there. Um, you can find us everywhere at the Onyx Path, theonyxpath.com. And as always, many worlds, 